Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave DiOrio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And just in the nick of time, I am joined by a guy who loves to polar bear head bob. What's up, Gene? I don't even know your reference this week. That's how out of it I am this week. <laughs> well, do but I am thinking. Here. I'll let you know just what I'm talking of, about. Just in the nick of time, um, I was uh, I was just watching too much All Star Game and um, yeah. didn't realize what time it was and hustled my butt upstairs for a little little pot of Delphia. Nice, nice. Um, and you can find the show on Twitter. At Potadelphia. At Potadelphia, right. Nice job. Nicely done. Um, the polar bear head, Bob, did you watch the home run derby last night? No, no, no. I I, 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 I missed the actual uh, home run derby last night. Well, our entire episode is going to be about the home run derby. So, All right, well. <laughs> Buck, we're going to get you caught up. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I do want to start with the home run derby. I, this is going to be a uh, sort of – all-star focused episode, but we're going to talk a little Phillies and some other stuff as well. Um, but you, you know, everything kicks off with the, the home run derby last night and Pete Alonzo is your winner um, in just sort of epic fashion. I mean, the man just mashed everything, uh, but he was doing this like in between this thing. At, like during during his like thirty second timeouts, he was just like, you're just in you know like like a bio rhythm. Well, just like a white guy at the bar listening to like the remix to Ignition. You know how we just oh, kind of, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he must have had something similar like going through his going through his head. So he was just kind of like yeah. trying really hard to like be cool, uh, and it just wasn't working. I mean, it was just. He's cool enough mashing, you know, 500-foot home runs. You don't need to, like, you don't really sauce need that. it up with some white boy really dancing. To make it work. No, no, no. When you're on, like, a field, like, you're going to be sharing a field with, like, guys like Tatis and everything. I don't think you want to get into some sort of, like, weird dance-off uh, with any of those guys. But um, – and there was also an epic battle between Juan Soto and Shohei Otani in the in the first round. Um, and it, you know, if you missed it, it was it was really great because Shohei started off really slow. He couldn't get anything going, and he was really the draw. Like everyone was like Shohei Otani is like the like leading up to the All Star game. I don't know when it kind of ramped up for him, uh, but th- there was one point where he was just hitting a home run or two every game leading up to the All Star break. So everyone yeah. is in like Shohei mania. Um, Shohei and, and, mania. Yeah, and he really just struggles at the beginning of this, and then he he figures it out, and they they wind up tying, and then they go to a um, like a what, one minute playoff between the two of them, and it's tied after the one minute playoff, and then they go to swings, which is they resort to, they resort to the old format. Um, where you know you get three swings, you don't have to swing at everything, but you get three swings, and Soto just hits three home runs on all three of his swings, just just incredible uh, to advance. Now it, you didn't see it, but they changed the rules this year that you don't have to wait for the ball to land before the next pitch gets thrown. Oh, so you can sort of have that. Yeah, the problem is is that the broadcast was awful. <laughs> So there were two. There were two broadcasts. There was the main ESPN with like Carl Ravitch, 
And then right. there was the StatCast broadcast, uh, which was like a little bit more interesting um, because they gave you a little bit more like insight into what was going on. But the problem was, was they could never show it actually Stat Boy. No, no, it wasn't Stat Boy. Um, But like what uh, the problem was, like no one could figure out how to show you everything. And part of the great thing about waiting for the ball to land was that you got to just watch the majesty of the home run before the next pitch. And I really hope that they revert back to that because. There's a lot of times there was a split screen of just the hitter hitting and then the uh, BP pitcher throwing, and you couldn't really you couldn't really get the full impact of like where's this ball going, how far is it? I, I think giving the, either give them more time and go back to the the old format. Um, Why do you think I, they changed I, it up? Was it the was do you think it was going too long? Were they trying to well, save I time? Think, I think people weren't obeying the rule because uh, if what I remember right from 2019, like I was like, well, that ball is supposed to land first before he throws that next pitch. Um, uh, yeah. I think people were just weren't following it and they're like, sure, just more home runs. It's fine. They'll just hit more home runs. Cause when you look back, you know, my wife was like looking up like, wait, what's the most home runs that was ever hit in a home and I'm like, well, you can't really look at it like that because the rules always change. And she's like, right. yeah, how did Ken Griffey Jr. win one year with only seven home runs? Right. You know? And it's like, well, that was the format then. It was, you know, the that like you got 10 outs mm-hmm. was was the old was the old format. So um the home run derby was fun. Do you remember growing up and watching the old reruns of the old TV show Home Run Derby. Do you have any recollection of that at all? What is that? A TV show called Home Run Derby? There was a to- an old TV show called Home Run Derby. And I mean like old show. And uh, the reason why I, I remember it so well is because it's really where I actually um, experienced the personality of a lot of the baseball sluggers from sort of the, the heyday of baseball like the golden era of baseball it was a lot of the guys from the like mid to late what's the what's the format of this show it was it was like i believe it was like innings and you would have like no i mean i'm i'm literally going back to like so it was was, a home run derby yeah yeah yeah. but it was i mean you it was it was a television show and you would but it was but it had like the, the, the person who i remember distinctly like like really liking like their you got to experience their personality in a way that you never did any other way was um it's how I, I i got to know what roger maris was like um maris was a guy that was on it i'm trying to think of some other some other guys that stuck out as far as their personality to me um but yeah i mean it was a it was a made for tv sort of television show it was black and white i think you used to run the reruns used to run on ESPN. Oh, yeah, this is pretty old. So, yeah, I just looked this up. This was a 1960 uh, television show, and it was held yeah. at Wrigley Field in Los Angeles. I don't know. I'm reading it only run one now, year? So this, this may not be uh, great. Um, Major League Baseball, uh, sluggers of Major League, ba- it pitted mm-hmm. top sluggers of Major League Baseball against each other in a nine-inning home run contest. Right. Um, and they would show the reruns, 
And I probably saw, I mean, if it only ran one year, I probably saw the same one. Yeah, it was just year. one year. ESPN tried to revive it in 89, um, I guess. That Which would have been probably. about right for my my memory um, to be sort of th- throwing this. But, but yeah, I mean, they had, so Hank Aaron was on this mm-hmm. show a bunch of times, uh, Harmon Killebrew, Mickey Mantle, right, Eddie Kilbrew, Matthews. Oh, man, Willie Mays, Frank Robbins, Duke, Duke Snyder was on there. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it had it had some guys cool. that were sort of titans of 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 early baseball, which you didn't really have any other way to experience them because unlike you know now where you can watch games from the eighties fairly easily, yeah, sure. Um, you know, there just wasn't the same sort of access at the time to watch older games and. Um, you know, I'd always heard, you know, my dad would talk about guys like Harmon Killebrew and stuff, but you had no relationship to them. And the way this 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 show worked, you know, they sort of interviewed these guys sort of between these innings and whatever. So it did really give you a, a sort of sense of um, of what their personality was like. It was one of the, the things that I really, really drew me in to the game of baseball as a whole. They don't do anything like that to market players necessarily currently and I, I guess maybe that's sort of my question surrounding the all-star game it's funny because as as the game was starting tonight my my mom has probably watched more baseball this year than than <laughs> any other year partly because i'm here um mm-hmm. and the last time i was was watching as much baseball with her in the room uh i was probably still in little league um so she's sort of by osmosis been forced to watch a lot more of the phillies than she used to and she was saying how come the Phillies don't have more all-stars? Why, why? You know, as far as she's concerned, there are certain Phillies players that should be there, um, or at least, you know, are performing at what she would consider an all-star level. But, um, you know, I sort of had to say to her, you know, it's it's not – being an all-star isn't isn't it what it used to be, Ma. It's not the, not the same thing as it used to be. Um, you know, maybe back in the – 60s and 70s, it was more about, you know, who put up the best numbers. I said, but now there's a certain popularity aspect to it. Well, Um, and also, this is the first year for me with baseball that I remember ever hearing that people didn't want to participate. I don't remember it being. Okay, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. But uh, what what player does your mom think that the Phillies should have as an all star that is not? Did she mention like, Oh, I mean, uh, it, it's not fair because, like, she doesn't really quite have the same. I mean, two is a good amount. I mean, you know, that's... yeah. I mean, she she certainly thinks that Bryce Harper should have been there, and yeah, you know, well, she said, yeah. you know, yeah. it seems like it seems like that Gene Segura. Every I time think I your mom. I think your mom's watching a lot of two for three. <laughs> I think your mom's watching a lot of Phillies baseball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not 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 a lot of around the league viewing going on. Um, no, I mean it's she sees the other the old Zelak estate for a couple of days because that's who's in town, you know, right? Who sure. Playing, but yeah, um, yeah, you know, and she certainly doesn't like any of them because I don't like any of them. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Well, you know, it's funny. So you're talking about marketing players and um, like leading going into the All Star game, we had these comments. Uh, from Stephen A. Smith um, about Shohei Otani, and if you haven't heard them, um, this was these were his comments on first take. 
he said, but when you talk about an audience gravitating to the tube or to the ballpark to actually watch you, I don't think it helps that the number one face is a dude that needs an interpreter so you can understand what the hell he is saying in this country. And I mean, <laughs> I, I think that I think MLB has done a, a, a did he a say that in like nineteen forty four? What what that is so bad. Look, if you're in this country, learn to speak English. Um, like, come on, like you can't like these comments are totally tone deaf in twenty twenty one. Like he's never I mean, heard like, of what? Ichiro Suzuki. Like, uh, no, or the, yeah, I mean, just it's it's just absurd. It's like yeah, in a show that's called First Take. I mean, like, uh, what what do you expect if you're watching this stuff for uh, for any sort of insight? You're you're kind of barking up the wrong tree. Uh, anyway, I think MLB has done a great job um, with marketing Shohei Otani as well as, um, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, and so, I mean, like my son, we were at the, we were at the baseball game on the Friday of 4th of July playing the the Padres. And he was like, dad, who's my favorite player? And I said, just JT. Romero. And he goes, okay, who's my second favorite player? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, Shohei Otani. And he's like, who's your third favorite? He's he who's your third favorite <laughs> player. He said, Fernando Tatis Jr. Like, and he just, I mean, he loves, all these guys and I love all these guys. Like mm -hmm. I love watching them. I mean, you think I couldn't wait to uh to see like just the first pitch of this all-star game and see Shohei pitch to Tatis. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I mean, it's it's all been sort of anticlimactic at this point because it's all just like ground outs and everything. But um, you know, I, I couldn't disagree more. I think I think these guys are awesome and um yeah, I just I I, I love them. I just wanted to just say that it, that was a ridiculous it's funny because ridiculous I feel like there's sort of a universal experience to a, being a baseball fan to certainly to growing up um, and getting to sort of re re see that you certainly have gotten to re seen it through your son. And I am starting to finally get to sort of re experience what it was like to be a young baseball fan through my nephew. He's finally gotten to the point in his little league career where he's playing games where they keep score and the kids pitch to each other. And um, you know, I get why they do that, I guess, when they're younger, that they want them to sort of learn the fundamentals without the pressure yeah, right. of competition. But there really is something that you lose until that point when you add that element back into the game. Um, yeah, sure. So um, he's at his baseball camp this week, so he's been um, been doing that. So him and I were talking. We, he came over tonight. My, my dad's birthday was tonight, so my nephew was over. And uh, he and I were talking. Well, first of all, the fact that now I can sit with this eight-year-old and him and I can have a, a an intelligent conversation <laughs> around um, around like things like the batting average and RBIs and um, yeah, yeah. He was cool. talking about how within his little camp, they they the the groups are sort of um, splintered off into their own teams. So there's in his age group, there are enough for there to be four teams of kids mm -hmm. his age group. Uh, that so every day they they do these little like three inning scrimmages against the other teams and he he was so excited because tomorrow the first scrimmage that he's going to play against his team is the Tigers and he's going to play against um, the team that's the the Cardinals um, mm -hmm. and uh, he said you know the series is tied two to two you know it's 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 the rubber match it's the getaway game. Um, <clears throat> I was like, I don't know that those are all the same thing, bud, but I do understand what you're trying to say. 
But I, I get the sense that, you know, le- leading up to the pandemic, uh, you know, baseball has really been, um, you, you know, we always say it's like a provincial sport. Like you, you always just sort of, it's a regional thing. It's like people watch the team, like their hometown nine. And, you know, you really only get exposure when the, to other teams when they come to town, right. Or whatever. I feel like this year more than almost any other year I can remember it's, it's becoming more of a like national scene, right? Like if people are watching the angels, they're watching the Padres, uh, and I, I think it's the marketing of these players are watching the Red Sox, watching the Yankees. I mean, like people have always watched the the Red Sox and the Yankees, but, you know, and Dodgers and everything. But I, I just feel like a lot of these players, people are, you know, more and more excited to see. I, I, like I mentioned, I was at that game and I was in a line at um, uh, Federal Donuts uh, to get a chicken sandwich. And the guy, I was chatting up a guy with a guy next to me because we were just like waiting for our food. And, uh, we got to talking about Tatis and he said, yeah, that's why I'm here. And I was like, it's why I'm here too. You know, and it, 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 I love it. I just, I just love it. I can't, I can't, I can't get enough of it. I um, think so that baseball has had, has had players like that before. There have been, there have been times where baseball has sort of been able to, to find this, yeah. these sort of storylines. Like when we were a kid, it was Griffey, right? Like when we were a kid, it was Griffey. Like you had to yeah. see Ken Griffey, but we never right. got and, to him because he played in the AL. The other thing about that was, you know, even when you didn't, though, you would find ways to see him. And I remember being 10, 11, 12 and and being in those summers. And my friends and I, when we would be at the pool, you know, everybody knew everybody, all the all the batting stances. You know what I mean? And we would we would (laughs) we would we would would go through all of the different batting stances. You know, I mean, you have Griffey Jr.'s batting stance. You'd have Mark McGuire's batting stance. You know, with a little bit of the pigeon toe, you'd have Julio Franco's batting stance. Um, and we'd always make fun of him because he was so old. Um, but that was the sort of the thing. You didn't – you know, there were no other sports where, where I could remember sort of that ability to sort of mimic the physical traits of each – of individual players. You know what's funny? It's like I picked up – I, I picked up a baseball bat in my living room <clears throat> the other day and it was just the, the no kids were home and I was it was just my wife and I was like you know hey Kara, check it out and I did like the the Ryan Howard like point at the thing at the uh mm-hmm. you know flying it up and then I did like the Darren Dalton who had like the bat waggle like right in front of like the catcher calling his signs and stuff so even at 42 years old you can uh keep on doing that Gene yeah you you can't you sort of can't help it I you know, I sort of can't help but pick up a bat and immediately like put it directly over my head. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> they're just, the they're just certain, certain things that you, you just can't help. And that it's so, you, you know, you don't, you don't see people maybe in Canada, you know, kids go out, uh, out back cause it's always frozen all the time and they do different players slap shots. I don't know. Sarah would probably be able to tell yeah, uh, us be better. If slap shot mimicry is, is sort of a Canadian thing, uh, but you know, you don't, you don't mimic um, defensive linemen's stances. You don't mimic, um, you know, maybe you, I mean, you, to a certain degree, maybe you can mimic jump shots. Um, but, you know, I was a kid who was always short, so there was no way I was going to mimic anybody's dunks. I'll no, tell you that. Really. That was never going to happen. Um, but I could always do uh, guys' batting stances. I could always run off the diving board sort of shaking my fingers the way Ricky Henderson did. And it was, it was players I from all over the different different 
different teams. It wasn't certainly wasn't just Phillies. There was not a lot of good Phillies in 1990. <laughs> the two th- the two that I could think of are like um, uh, like kids today will like one hand catch something and they'll go like Odell, like you know I just. Uh, and then the other thing is, is like whenever you just shoot something, you just yell someone's name. So it's like you know, right. Kobe or like Curry, you know, whatever. Um, so let's get back to your point about uh, some players passing, like a lot of players passing up the opportunity uh, to uh, partake in the All Star game. Uh, how do you? I mean, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Hello, Gene. <laughs> Are you with me? Gene's frozen, so uh, I'm going to take him off of the stream. Well, I, you know, I just want to kind of talk about this because, yeah, we've had sort of an unprecedented number of players opt out of playing in the All-Star game this year. I mean, just off the top of my head, you know, whether it's it's injury or not, but, you know, maybe most notably was uh, DeGrom. Hold on, I think Gene's back. Gene, are you back with us here? I am, yeah, I guess I just dropped off there for a second. Yeah, I mean, like Degrom said that you know he, he wants to spend time with his family. Uh, all four Astros that were uh, nominated to the All Star game, I believe none of them have declined due to injury. Uh, so there are no Astros at the All Star game. Uh, so I don't know how you you would feel about that as a as a Houston fan. Um, now, I mean, do you have any wild conspiracy theory here about why? Astros players don't want to come to an all-star game that's not played in Houston. Yeah. I mean, like the entire stadium would boo them every single time they got up in an all-star game capacity. Especially a National League stadium. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know how about, like, I don't know how, like, like, like Rockies fans, I don't know how chapped their asses are about, about the (laughs) whole thing, but like, it's, you know, it's not in LA, it's not New York. So, you know, it's not in Oakland. Like, I, I don't know how, how hard the thunder would be. Um, but I don't know if it's that or if it's more just like a middle finger to MLB who's like, you know, Hey, you want to, which did nothing to them, by the way, like nothing happened to any of those guys. But if like the MLB community as a whole, it's like, Hey, you want to paint us as cheaters? Well, we're not going to participate in your all-star game. I I mean, do you think that that's, I, I don't, I don't know. It's one of the things that has driven me nuts about this season is that I sort of expected um, to be more of a storyline of baseball fans against the Houston Astros. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's because I'm from the Northeast and that sort of, it's always been sort of an us, a, a fans versus the other, other team or our own team sort of combative relationship. You know, we don't, we don't, we're not such a passive community up here, you know, in DC, Philly, Boston, New York, you know, it's, it's not, we don't just sort of politely. Oh yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Perform for me. Um, So here's the play here. Here's the list of players that are, that are out either due to injury or they have just declined. So Mike Trout, obviously Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, um, Michael Brantley, uh, Shane Bieber, uh, Garrett Cole. Wait, no, 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 those guys, those guys are there, aren't they? I thought so. Wait, denotes player who is inactive due to injury or is chosen not to play. Uh, okay, I mean these guys have asterisks next to their names. Uh, Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole. Uh, you say uh, Kikuchi. Uh, these guys are there. I saw them announced today. 
Ryan but maybe Presley, they're not going to play. He, he declined. Buster Posey, Ronald Acuna Jr., obviously. Yadier Molina, who declined to just say, like, hey, I just want to, I don't know, stay healthy. Uh, Justin Turner, Manny Machado, Mookie Betts, Kyle Schwarber. I mean, to me, it's like, look, it's a baseball all-star game. Uh, you uh, – oh, we got, we got some viewership from, from France today. Nice. Bonjour. Love it. Thanks for joining us. Um, it's the all-star game. You got voted in by fans. Like, people want to see you play. It's And it's a baseball game, you know? It's like, you know, go out there and just, just play the game. I mean, it's an honor to go to an all-star game. I think a lot of these players are sort of, like, taking it for granted, and it's kind of the most hallowed of all – of all the all-star games. I honestly think NBA players at this point hold their all-star game at a higher level of prestige than, than the MLB players do. Yeah. And it, that shouldn't be the case because an, an NBA all-star game is a circus, you know I mean? Right. Like it's whatever. Uh, this is the closest thing to an actual game. Um, and you know, there's like, when you do something amazing in a in an MLB All Star game, it rings more true than you know amazing performances in the in the other leagues uh, All Star games. Well, whenever That's the right? whatever city hosts the All Star game, they sort of bring an All Star Hall of Fame along with them. Um, I was looking online and I, I saw some some pictures where they had some former players going through um, the exhibit, and you could see you know equipment. Balls, bats, helmets, uniforms from from you know from years past of different different All Star games. You know, you don't you don't see that in the Pro Bowl. You mm. don't go to you know the Pro Bowl to see Nick Foles' jersey. Um, there's no connection to great moments in the Pro Bowl. Um, it's just not a thing. Um, the the ML, the Major League Baseball All Star Game was the only one that even remotely came close to having the ability to make it count. Remember how we had to deal with that whole situation there for a little while because they weren't willing to it. just have a tie. Um, I, I liked, I liked it. it. I just I understand why it needed to also needed to stop. Um, why? I, I think that there was a certain. It, it well, kids, let know. me explain I, I it to you. Back you, in the you day, you don't play to the World Series, and you had the better record than the other team. It shouldn't have been the All Star Game that determines home field advantage. Whatever you play different teams anyway, right? You like, you know, in the AL East, you got to play all these games against the Yankees and the the Rays, and you know, and and in the, I mean, like I don't know, the Cubs come out comes out come out of the National League, and they got to play a bunch of games against the Pirates, and you know what. You don't play the same teams anyway, so let the All Star Game mean something. Who who yeah. cares? I, I didn't I didn't think that was a big deal. I thought it was cool. I mean, we uh, as, it certainly made me more interested in the game itself. It also coincided with the time when the Phillies. Yeah, well, as Phillies fans, we lost home. Yeah, we lost home field that year, uh, and and the Rays had home field advantage in that World Series, right? Yeah. Yeah, but the but that format that we year was, was nine. Either there was one of them when we didn't have home field advantage because of losing the All Star game. 
I don't think we had home field advantage in either World Series. I don't think so either. But I think back then the format was two three two. I think you're right. Yeah. So, uh, but we, I mean, like, what? See, it didn't matter. We still lost. We, you know, we still won one, lost one. You know, whatever. And it doesn't really. I mean, I don't know. I I liked it, the All Star Game meaning something. I thought it was cool. But my problem with it is that you don't manage it like it means something. That's the issue because. Everyone's got to play. So the stars, the best, 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 but this is my problem with the All-Star game. The best, best, best players come in the first inning. They play one, two, three innings, four innings, whatever. Then the subs come in. So the end of the game, when it's all tied and there's like a high-pressure situation, you don't even have the best players playing anymore. Those guys have been – those guys hit the showers a long time ago. They've been out of the game for for innings. Um, And JT's up for his second at bat. He struck out in the first. He's up on the – Which is also one of those reasons why you'll see such – Guys, be be the All Star MVP, and you're like, wow, I had no idea that guy <laughs> yeah. was even an All Star, let alone do something to be the MVP. Exactly, exactly. Um, so that I mean, that's the only, that's the only like flaw that I have with it. Uh, I mean, do you? So in that um, case, would you would you want the All Star rosters to be shorter? Would you want guys to you know literally? You know, have have pitchers come oh, in. Oh, JT just went yard for the first NL run. Oh wow, nice. BCIB. Um, okay. Well, here you know, um, I don't know if you follow Tim Kelly on Twitter, um, but uh, he wait. he gave a, a couple of recommendations that MLB should rethink uh, the All-Star break, and I think that they were pretty good. So um, first one is make it 10 days long. Allow players to take part in the festivities and also have an actual break. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't hate that idea. The only reason I dis the only thing you dislike about it is like tomorrow is maybe the worst day on the sports calendar because there's nothing. There's no games. Nothing. There's no no games anywhere. Nothing. Nothing to do. I know, but you know what? Sometimes but it's one day, so it's fine. Game. If I had Watch to do like game. eight days of that, I might be, be a little more grumpy. Watch like you know the Bad News Bears trilogy or something. Yeah. But I'm yeah, an adult. I can cope. The, it's it's the, I'm thinking about I'm an adult. I can cope. <laughs> the the problem is is so what do you what do you do with this time? Right, you can't add it to the end of the season because now you're gone. Yeah. Now you're into like the second week in November. Yeah. You can't really add it to the beginning of the season because now you're in like the last week of March. Yeah, I mean, do you add, do you schedule double headers? I don't know. I I don't know, but it's. I think that's the toughest pitch. Um, then he says, uh, allow allow trades in the draft and turn at least the first round into a primetime event. Wait, so have it not be the National League versus the American League? No, 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 no. This is He's talking about the draft, like the oh, actual oh. MLB player draft. Yeah, I have no idea why that's – I guess the reason why that's such a nothing event is because literally nobody has any idea who these people are that are getting drafted. Well, if you watch the College World Series, you would know who they were. I mean, like I knew Jack Leiter. Sure. That was pretty that was pretty much it only because MLB Network was really shoving them down down your throat all year long because of, you know, Al Leiter's connection onto the to the show. But um I think if they like the if like networks like MLB Network really showcase more of these guys that are going to get drafted then we have a little bit of intrigue. I mean, I would love to know 
anything about these guys and have an opinion on who the Phillies should draft at yeah, 13. I mean, it, it, it's not – the onus is on places like MLB Network. You have enough – you could put together the, the video and, and you have the time. You have a 24-hour network. Put together some lead-up, you know, do the top 25 players, do the top 50 prospects, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And absolutely. And then have the Phillies pick none of them. Because because <laughs> if, if they put even like a quarter of the amount of time that they talk about the NFL draft onto talking about the MLB draft or really anything else, the, the amount of my life I would get back from not having to listen to NFL draft talk would be incredible. Well, I think that I think they should make college baseball should be bigger than it is. It really should. Why it's a isn't much, it? It's a much better game than people give it credit for. Absolutely, it's really fun to watch, and I, you know, it should go beyond the College World Series. Um, I just think that the, the like NCAA softball, should do a better job marketing. That matter is a really fun game to watch. I watched a lot sure. of the college, the the women's softball World Series this year. There were a lot of really yeah. intriguing games. Um, a lot of really fun teams to watch, you know, a lot of great upsets. Yeah. yeah and they have, we had that Cinderella story in the, in the, the softball, the, uh, the, the women's college world series. So, you know, which we've talked about on the show even, um, uh, it's okay. So that's, but you know, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed watching the, the, the baseball draft, uh, this year. I don't think that there was really a time that I've ever watched it before. Um, but I thought it was cool to watch. You got to learn a little bit about the players. The problem is, is that we draft this kid, we draft this kid, like Andrew Painter, like, okay, who is he? He's out of high school, right. blah, blah, blah. All right. Now I got to wait, what, like, uh, four years before Five I see years. him. Yeah, yeah. Even come close. Um, but I am intrigued by like a six, seven, uh, pitcher, you know, potential power pitcher, because, you know, it's like, you know, Randy Johnson from the right side would be pretty cool and you, get, you think like that i mean a guy that size with that step i mean you're really you know you're not throwing from uh 60 feet six inches you're throwing from like i don't know what are yeah, you, you, you even throwing from like 52 feet i mean like how big of a step can you take um okay and then the last one is um have the futures game in prime time and mm. i would love to see this i absolutely you know? agree with this one you know we had stop play um in the futures game uh, this year, which I didn't get to see at all. I don't even know when it was on. Yeah, no, it should be absolutely be on prime time. It would be, it should be marketed. It should that that is a place where they really could start forming those narratives around young players. Um, they, they've sort of started to embrace again. You, they need to start learning more from the NBA. They've started to sort of embrace those sort of the 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 rookie the rookie game in in the NBA. Um, there's no reason why the MLB and, and minor league baseball sort of in this case can't, you know, you have the ability to tell us these stories. It's, it's, you know, give yourselves the, the place and the platform. Now you have so many opportunities to take advantage of these things. And I just feel like there's a lot of opportunities that, that get missed, that get dropped when it comes to this sort of there's not a lot else to compete with right now with baseball. You are the game right now. So yep. make it make the summer your platform. 
Yeah, I, I know that there's probably a lot of people that are like, wow, it's just what, whatever, like Major League Baseball, whatever you're giving me is already enough. But there's a lot of other people like us that are like, yeah, I, can't, I can't get enough baseball. So if you want to show me futures games, you want to show me a double-A all-star game, you want to show me triple-A all-star game, I, I'll watch all of it. Like, I don't I don't care. I think it's I all mean, we, fun. I mean, we are sort of the target audience for the World Baseball Classic <laughs> as well. No, I know. When is, when is the all-star game coming to Philly 2026? Yeah. Yeah, 2026. I mean, like, I'm already planning now. Like, how the hell can I get? How do how do I make into, that work? Into that game. Even my wife was like, so can we go to the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game? And I was like, Yo, sure. I don't know. How do, you, how do you pull that off? I think we have to buy season like season tickets for the whole year uh, to qualify for that. But, hell, it might be uh, it might be worth it. Hey, um, all right. Oh, so I had some I had some ideas for uh, uh so we, our basketball's got like the three point contest and they have the dunk contest, right? For like, right. That is, right. Baseball's got the home run derby. Um, basketball has the, Oh, they also have the skills company, right? A uh, hockey's got the, what, like the fastest slap shot, shot and, and fastest skater. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then, and then they have like a target contest yeah, or something. Right. So I was thinking about the NFL and I came up with a couple of them. I want to know what you think of them. Okay. So, Okay. Just straight up field goal contest. Yeah. Right. Like now, just... do you want it to be kickers or should it be other players? <laughs> no, I want it to be kickers, man. Okay. Just set them up at like the thirty-five, and then you know, add five yards every or you know, ten twice. Like so, it gets to like the fifty, and then you start adding five to each one, and just like see, I like see to see it sort of like a um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, a horse competition in football or uh, in basketball where oh that would be cool like, like set it up in different places on the field yeah that would be kind of neat yeah i could get into you gotta that spell too. out like punt or something i don't know yeah or just like a three letter word like ass or something <laughs> uh okay i actually like that one better but that like would that be cool because you could see some weird angles or something i don't know yeah, like you, like oh, I'm not used to kicking from here. Or like maybe something because you know like that they do that. In it or something. You know that guys, they they set stuff up from weird places, and you know that happens. Yeah, who knows? Maybe somebody else set because then it'll turn to like the dunk contest. This guy puts like a ring of fire like in the middle yeah. of the field or something. Um, I don't know if I like to go that far, but I like that. I like the horse idea, the the pig idea. Um, the other one was a sled contest. Okay, like offensive lines. Like I don't know how like how heavy we can make these sleds to see how fast they can push them like through. I mean, would that be interesting to watch? I think it would. It would be interesting to me. Those are the two I came up with. Yeah. Then I, I, think, I ran um, out of ideas, or I had to go to a meeting. <laughs> I think uh, in the in the in that that same vein, I think I would like to watch like sort of like um, if you were able to do like the Oklahoma drill, but have it be opposing teams not like you're just your own team right or you would where you actually see like your 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 best uh, is that the drill that's like one offensive lineman one defensive lineman and like a running back is that am i remembering that drill I, I think so so i, I would like to see i'd like to see like an eagles lineman uh, uh you know against you know a, a cowboy's defender and like you know you always see those at training camp where like the whole team sort of encircles the whole group right, and they get right, real, right. real but you can't do anything that's like too like equivalent but yeah no one will ever want to do anything that's too like violent or like 
contacty because like this is all just you know for funsies, right? Yeah, I don't know. Do you, um, you want to see some sort of a quarterback competition? I mean, I feel like they've always tried that where they like have moving targets and you know. Yeah, I just don't think it was ever done it. right. I don't think it was ever done right. I mean, I I'm all it always for seemed it. too Nickelodeon for me. Yeah, just something that doesn't like. I would think like, okay, well, you want to do like a long, like a longest throw contest. I, I just don't want anyone to get hurt. You know, like what's a? I don't know. They should, they should figure that out. Um, all right, let's talk about some other. I got some. I got a bunch of notes here that we didn't even really like get into. Uh, if you didn't see the home run derby, they they had uh, each player had like these uh, uh, designer bats, right? Like uh, like Pete Alonso had an artist come and make him like nine painted bats uh, representing all the stages of his MLB career. Wow, um, I thought that was cool. Why? Why Pete Alonso guys... already has nine stages in his MLB career, isn't he? Only like in his third. Year? <laughs> I think one of them was like a T-ball bat. I, but so can we? I, I think this is like another opportunity for baseball. Get these artists, like designer bats, and play them in the game. Why can't you play with them in the game? Like they could be. Like, like the next, like a goalie helmet, right? Like, oh right. my gosh, you know, there's a new helmet. Like, you, you know, Carter Hart's got a new helmet. What is it? Oh my gosh, it's themed after this. Blah 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 blah. And you get to put some um, personality into it and get to know these guys. Like, oh my gosh, like you know, uh, uh, JT Romito's got like a horror themed bat. You know, like or, I, I don't know. I think it would just be cool to see these things. And again, like it's just like another way to get to know these players and feel. Like you're more connected to them and their personalities. You, you know, one of the things that I, I I sort of understand about Major League Baseball players is um, one of the things that you really appreciate when you finally make it to to the show is now you don't have to buy your own equipment. Um, once you sort of make it into the to the majors, you know, you're sort of now allotted your equipment. So I wonder if part of that is. Um, just the cost factor. Um, Who cares? I, I, don't. I don't think they would care. If but they could, I, it, right, and I think that you're absolutely right. Do you think that uh, the baseball purists would 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 flip their lids if you suddenly had like? I don't care about the baseball purists anymore. Like, let's make this game fun. You don't think it would be awesome for? You don't think Shai no, would want to have like some like a bat that would like represent his Japanese heritage? Yeah. Like that would be cool. Yeah, I, 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 I think that one of my favorite things whenever I'm playing on a video game is being able to put each of my player, I, you know, I sort of adapt all the different bat color combinations, you know what I mean? But that's me because I like to customize crap to my own taste. Um, customizable. But, um, yeah, no, I think that what maybe this comes more to the, to the bigger problem is there's that constant conversation around baseball around let's fix baseball let's fix the game we gotta fix the game we gotta go and change stuff and we gotta fix it because people hate it um i don't think that, that any of that is true i think that the whole concept the whole fixed baseball movement is totally misguided i think it wants a faster game but it wants more runs which is are two completely contradictory concepts you cannot have a faster baseball game and score more runs. The way that you have a faster baseball game is you get more outs. 
So when you police the game in which it's the way it's being policed right now, and this is back to our, our fun conversation about sticky stuff on the hats. If you are returning the advantage back to the hitters, they should have been policing against stuff like spider gook um, the whole time. But if you're now going to really come after your pitchers and sort of return the uh, the advantage back to the offense, you're going to see longer games. Um, they want to uh, you want to move the, the the mound back. Um, that's going to result in more hits. The answer is to make people not want the game to end. Make it so fun that no one cares how long it is. And that's the thing that baseball just really hasn't understood yet. Just like pop the top off the bottle and just let it have fun. Let these players have fun. Uh, like I don't care how long a baseball I mean, a baseball game is like the length of a baseball game. I don't know. It is what it is. If I don't want to stay for the whole game, you don't want to stay for the whole game, just leave. I don't care. Right. You know, it's just it is what it is. But like, let it be fun. If it's fun, people will watch the whole thing. You know, like I said, I went to that Friday night game. It was an extra innings game. You know, first off, it started at six, which was awesome. Like normalized starting baseball games at six o'clock. My kids went. They stayed for an entire 10-inning baseball game. It was awesome. They weren't sleepy or anything like in the stands. Like, just do that more often. And it, the game itself was a blast. So just let it let, let it be fun. And I think things like bats, like player bats, <coughs> you know, um, and getting to know these players more, make that happen. Um, all right, let me, let's talk about some other stuff. We got to get to the uniforms because we, I think we've put off talking about these all-star game uniforms for like entirely too long. Ever since they were announced, we were like, oh, we got to talk about the all-star game uniforms. All-star game uniforms are a thing in baseball. How do you feel about that? Um, it's funny because I was thinking about this in preparation for the show. And I, I think that one of the problems you have with uniforms of this sort of brand in general, your your either your conference branding or your your league branding or your regional branding, if it's East versus West or world mm -hmm. versus North America in hockey. Yeah. The problem is, especially in baseball and football, you have a tendency to err towards the side of patriotism. And I don't mean this in a political <laughs> sense, but I mean this in a color palette. So what you end up with, is lots of different versions of blue yeah. uniforms and red uniforms. And the yeah. problem is blue and red uniforms do not necessarily always make the coolest uniform. <laughs> and I say this as a Phillies fan. I don't necessarily think that the Phillies fan, the Phillies uniform is the coolest uniform in baseball. It's definitely not. Hot take. Hot take. Yeah, no, but, it's not even close. Um, you know, think about if they had just made all-star uniforms with Throwing out the whole idea of like we play for the American and the National League, and we have Eagles as our symbol and red and blue colors. Like if they just went for we're gonna we are gonna come out with the coolest looking possible uniforms we can. Um, mm -hmm. Now baseball, I think, has been known, and I, they aren't doing it this year, but there have been years where they will would just wear their uniforms during the game. That's like, every year. That's every okay. year. You just wear your team's uniform. If you are the home team, you wear your home team uniform. If you're the road team, you wear your road team uniform. 
That's it. Every other year year they were doing that. It looked like this year they were actually in their like all star uniforms. Yeah, that's because this year there are all star uniforms. Oh, okay. This is like the first year of that. They've always had like BP all star jerseys that they wore for like the home run derby and like batting practice. Well, now they have these all star game uniforms. So, a couple things about them that I think are weird. One that I've for as long as I've lived, the National League has been blue. The American League has been red. Right. This year, the the All Star Game uniforms, which sounds weird to say, the the American League is wearing all blue. From the hat is blue, the jersey is blue, the pants are blue. They are a blueberry. They are the blueberries, <laughs> the American League blueberries. The um, the National League is wearing all white. Everything is white. Shirt, pants, they look like painters. It's just all white. And the, the other thing about the uniform is there, there's three there's three letters that go on the, the side of the, the chest the, to, do, to individualize these guys and let you know what team they play for. So JT Real Muto's jersey says it has a big P, it's got a big H, and it's big big I. He plays for Philadelphia. And the, and the logo got, in the middle, right? Y- y- yeah, well, that's what I'm going to get to. Shohei is L-A-A because he plays for the Los Angeles Angels, right? And then overlaid on top of it is your logo, right? So for some teams, that looks cool, right? Like T-O-R, like Vlad Jr.'s T-O-R for Toronto. And then there's the Blue Jays logo is sort of like overlaid over top of that. The problem with this concept is for a shit ton of teams, their logo is a fucking letter. Right. So you are already putting letters on top of letters. So Shohei's got an L-A-A with another A on top of it. (laughs) You know, JT is P-H-I with another P on top of the H. And it looks just like another B on top of it. Exactly. And it looks like alphabet soup over here and then my whole rest of my uniform i'm a painter yeah the whole <laughs> so, visual the whole visual thing is just sort of a mess like or maybe they're high egg, concept, a white very egg. low execution a white egg versus the eggs versus the blueberries is what i'm basically uh basically watching somebody watched not way in- too much willy wonka before this whole <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into the whole like monochromatic look too like blue all blue like a big solid blue uniform yeah, is no, is great. weird to me by the way the the uh the nl is getting whipped right now five to one in the bottom of the sixth it is moving along though yeah, which is something that you really can't say too often for all-star games, which, you know, coverage starts at 7, first pitch is like 8.15. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Also, ESPN is hilarious because they say, like, oh, the home run derby will be from 8 to 10, and then they, uh, the celebrity softball game will be on at 10. Like, when the hell has the home run derby ever ended uh, after two hours? Like, come on. Never. Get, get never. Lost. It's never happened um, in baseball. Okay, next thing. Scherzer uh, started the game because DeGrom needs to spend time with his family. Right. Um, and the the reason Max Scherzer started the game uh, is because the, he didn't get a chance to start last year. <laughs> I mean, 
he's he's started all he's he started three other All Star games, so it's not okay. like well he's never had an was there an All Star boat last year that I missed? Like there was well, a season last year, there was no break. Well, so what what would have happened is is uh, the 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 Nationals manager would have been the manager of the All Star game, and he would have selected uh, his guy to to start the game, right? So. This and we're year, assuming that Max Scherzer would have been an all-star. <laughs> Come on. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, but I guess that's also the other leap. Yeah, I mean, he had an all-star caliber season last year. So, and so this year, Dave Roberts is the is the uh, the manager because the, the Dodgers won the World Series. And uh, he said that, you know, because DeGrom wasn't, wasn't playing, he, he, he selected Max Scherzer because, like, that's what would have happened last year. So I... I, I don't understand. I don't really. I don't really get this. I don't think it's like that. Like that big of a deal. I, and also, I don't think Zach Wheeler has gotten into this game yet. Everyone kind of speculated that Zach Wheeler could be a going to start. Yeah, start in this game. But like, so what happens next year? Does next year's manager go? Oh well, I don't know. Zach Wheeler was robbed of an opportunity to start the All Star game last year, so I'm going to start him this year. And then we just daisy chain that all the way down. Like who would have started last year's game is is the is the way we do things. Or what now. if Degrom decides he doesn't like his family anymore and he decides he wants to pitch next year? No, I don't know. I'll never any of these guys that decline to go to the All Star game. I'm not going to vote for. Well, how do you feel about Bryce Harper coming out and saying it's okay that I didn't get not elected into the all-star game i wouldn't have gone anyway because i wanted to spend time with my my family oh, did he say that yeah he basically came out and was like I, I don't know if somebody asked him like how do you feel about not getting elected to the all-star game or something but basically he was like i'm cool with it because um i don't know if i was going to go anyway because i was going to spend time with my family and i don't know if that was just i think he would have gone I, see i do too i i think that having seen bryce harper now he's never made an all-star game as a philly but having right. seen him play in an all-star game as a national, he seems like the type of guy that loves being in an all-star game. He brought his dad with him to the home run derby. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a guy that likes the whole the whole atmosphere. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me for him to be like, nah, I don't want to go to the all-star. That just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't compute. So all right. I don't know, um, but I also don't want to hear that from my guy. I don't want to hear that from Phillies. I don't want to hear uh, if I make the All Star team, I'm not going. We have had way too many years where we have had like Dan Plesac as an All Star. Like, please, God, if you are, you know, thank you, JT Realmuto. I think you're the only catcher on the National League. Catch the whole goddamn game because at least then I get to see, you know, <laughs> no, one of my favorite another, players. There, in there the is another game. catcher. Um, there is another catcher. I don't know who it is, but. Uh, I think it's whoever's the um, uh, the Milwaukee um, Omar Navarro is, uh, is is the is the other catcher for the uh, for the National League. Um, all right, a couple more. Th let's like five last five minutes here. Let's let's actually talk about the Phillies and let's talk about what happened uh, in the last game uh, before the All Star break. We were going to get this Aaron Nola versus Nick Pavetta matchup, the battle for five hundred. Like if we win that game, we go into the break five hundred. But it's great because we got our ace pitching, um, and uh, and lo and behold, Alec Bohm gets tested uh, positive for COVID and has Which to go into pro me, COVID pro protocol. Uh, now, also uh, Aaron Nola, Connor Brogdon, 
and uh, uh, who was it? Who was the other one? Falter. Yeah, uh, I think all, so. all are, are also out uh, for uh, co- uh, uh, contact tracing related uh, COVID protocol. So what this means is we don't know about. So Bohm, whether he's whether he's vaccinated or not, uh, has tested positive for COVID. So it's he's positive. So it's irrelevant whether he's been vaccinated or not. The the uh, the the players that are vaccinated are not subject to the contact tracing uh, COVID protocol. So obviously, though they they are not positive, Nola Brogdon and Falter are all not vaccinated, and the Phillies themselves are. I, I believe it's one of three teams that have not reached the uh, like eighty five percent vaccination rate. Uh, <laughs> like, well, I, I don't I, like I really see I don't understand this nationally but like I certainly don't understand if you are if you played last season in Major League Baseball and you now have the opportunity to not have to deal with all of the COVID nonsense not nonsense but all of the all of the the protocols that you have to go through that you went through last year if you could just not do that by getting vaccinated why right. why why wouldn't you do it? Um, oh, you you are a person who is even just from the very nature of the fact that you your job requires you to travel as much as you do. Whether you're traveling on private planes is you know either here or there. You are going to be in lots of other cities in lots of other places all of the time for the whole summer, and and all of these guys have families. Why are they not? taking the precaution to protect themselves against a, a virus. I, so I, I don't word, understand. Word on the street is that uh, Brandon Kinsler um, scared a lot of players off from getting vaccinated because he said it caused some um, like shoulder stiffness or like neck tightness or something like that that uh, I, I guess a bunch of players were like okay well screw that I'm not gonna well I mean it is it does do seem that. predominantly pitchers too um you know well I, I think that's how the contact tracing worked is because well I don't know how boom and then the pitchers or maybe it's many of the hitters have been yeah maybe you're right maybe it's the hitters have been vaccinated, vaccinated. now uh, from my understanding is Didi Gregorius cannot be vaccinated. He's got some oh, okay. like underlying health things going on. Well, that's different. Uh, but so that's I, don't, different. I don't know how it works. I don't know how like, yeah. how is Boehm not affecting any of the hitters, but all these like bullpen guys and, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just annoying to me because it's, a, it was, it's just annoying to me because it was like an important game, you know? And yeah. <laughs> the only reason why we couldn't have our like number one pitcher pitching is because he's not vaccinated. So I don't know. Maybe. Well, and it, it, it's it's just it's it's mind boggling that y- here we are, twenty yeah. you know halfway through the summer with this with this whole thing, and why are we still having half the team just suddenly have to disappear for contact tracing? Like, why didn't you you know the the vaccine has basically been available since the season started. I don't know why the Phillies medical team isn't giving these guys better advice. I just can't figure it out. Like you have a, you have a pandemic and it's like, we have a vaccine for it. 
to say, no, I don't, I don't. Your job involves traveling to multiple cities across the country. You are the type of person that would carry the virus from one place or another to another. It's just so, it's just, I mean, like, even if, you know, the, the stuff that came out with Johnson and Johnson, right? Like it's, there's like an issue that's, you know, your odds of catching and dying from COVID are greater than any issue related to, I can't, I, it's, I don't know, I can't. Can we? I don't know why I start talking about this. I didn't want to talk about it anyway. Um, All right. So before we go, because we <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to go yet. yet. I want to. I want to talk All about right. like w- one more thing, and then if if it's not what you wanted to talk about, we'll we'll, okay. we'll do it. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Vince Velasquez. <clears throat> so Vince Velasquez leaving Fenway Park uh, the other day was heckled by I think a Phillies fan. I've seen the video. It's hard to tell. It's unclear. It's unclear. I think it's a Phillies fan. He calls him a disgrace. Is that what he said? He called him a disgrace? Or was he like, you're pathetic. pathetic. Yeah. yeah. And (laughs) you were walking out to the bus and you get called pathetic, right? (laughs) So Vinny Velo turns around and says, you know, hey, fat ass, why don't you get out there and try to do it? Basically, I'm I'm paraphrasing. But he definitely said calls him fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then he issues an apology. Uh, it was yesterday or today. He says, "I want to take a moment to apologize for my recent behavior. My intentions were never to fat shame <laughs> or or offend anyone based on their physical appearance. I give my all to my team." And blah blah blah. <laughs> hey, fat ass, why don't you get out there? Well, one, the guy probably. I meant everything I said except for the fat part. (laughs) Uh, Look, here, and I'm going to tie this into Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons got basically put on blast at the ESPYs this week. Um, It was ice cold, man. Ice cold. Basically, receiving like a human. They, they, I don't know. They set up some sort of like fake humanitarian award because he, he built orphanages with all his playoff bricks. I'm not really into making fun of players or giving players shit just because they're not good. Like I'm all for like, you know, having expectations or being hard on people or, you know, pushing them to do better or like whatever it is. I'm all for knocking people that make like bonehead type plays. Like, are you moron? Like, why did you do that? Uh, For someone who's literally trying For a pl- for a player in Vince Velasquez who has done everything for this team, he's pitched, he's played outfield, he's pinched hit, uh, you know, pinch run. Yeah, I mean, he's a great athlete. You know, he struggles on the mound, and uh, you know, I, I sometimes I feel bad for him. Sometimes I feel bad for me. Um, but I don't know. It's just like pretty low rent to 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 call him pathetic as he's walking out of the out of the stadium. And this apology was the most unnecessary apology I have ever heard. I think this guy probably is a fat ass and uh, could never in a million years accomplish anything near physically what what Vince Velasquez has accomplished in his career. Um, so for that. 
fat ass is going to my uh, my penalty box. Even though <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even know so we were doing a penalty box. But, no, uh, no, we're not. I just kind of just riffed it. Um, <laughs> so and also like lay off Ben Simmons. Like he gets it. Like we're not. <laughs> You're not helping. I don't, you're not helping anything. You're not helping his trade value. You're not helping him get better to help the team when they get back. So, like, people, like, back off Ben Simmons. Like, just let's let this thing breathe and see what happens. Anyway. It is interesting that, that you – especially for a guy like Vince Velasquez who, you know, it's not – do you want him to say, like, oh, no, Phillies, don't re-sign me to this contract. Uh, you know, I probably should go someplace else because the fans are really – tired of me being trotted out there every fifth day. And, um, you know, no, he is trying to maintain his career. There are a lot of people that couldn't even get to the modicum of um, Yeah, but also I'm that, like, that's – That he has. But that's also like, I, look, that's my Vince Velasquez. Right. Like, I'll make fun of Vince Velasquez. You don't make fun of him. Right. And his but, I, you know, I have to say I have all, I've always been impressed with – the amount of self-control it takes to be a professional athlete. And um, when you, there is nothing quite as epically uh, unnerving sometimes as when you see an athlete truly get somebody truly get under their skin and you see that, that well of built up angst sort of spill out onto, it's never about the one guy, you know, do you remember like when Charles Barkley spit on, on a on, on, yeah, a, on a, sure. a cameraman or something, you know. Whenever these sorts of things happen, they they end up being these big explosive moments. Um, but you know, you don't hear the stories of how many, you know, how many guys that called Vince Velasquez pathetic. Do you think he's ignored? Yeah, leading up to that that it, that moment on the bus. Yeah, but it's also know? like these keyboard warriors that will go on Twitter and say whatever. And like in arena, it's the same thing, right? Like you don't expect the, the athlete to respond to you because you think you're such like, you're so like detached. And yeah, that probably is true in the stands, right? Like if that guy was in the 200, you know, 300 level going like, you're pathetic, you know, nothing is going to happen to him, but he just caught him in a place where the, you know, Vince had an opportunity to go like, what, you, what you're going to call me pathetic? Like, what have you ever done in your life right. besides eat 600 cheeseburgers or, or you know, whatever? Um, and I think just calling him a fat ass and saying you get out there and try to do it is like going really easy on something. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, I think, I that's think you a, let the guy off pretty easy. That's a softball, baby. <laughs> yeah, and actually, we said worse you, stuff than that it, in it fourth grade. It sort of endeared me more to Vince Velasquez, much in like the way that you sort of said, like, hey, you know, like that's. That's my Vince Velasquez. Like, come on. But like, there's a reason why we have an entire episode called like Vince Velasquez and the Magic Beans is because we always buy into it because everybody really, really wants him to succeed. Like, we, we all want him to pan out to that 16 strikeout guy. We all uh, see that there is, you know, we see the same thing to a certain degree that they the reason why they keep keeping him around is he can throw the ball in ways that are impressive for 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 moments and weeks at a time in some cases but he sort of always defaults back to what he is and that's the difference between having a guy that is a great player a hall of fame player and having a guy who has Vince Velasquez's career where you're able to sort of make a living but you're also inconsistent right all right that's all I had what, the, what did you want to bring up I, I just wanted to bring up 
and just in the most briefest of senses, the Phillies are 500 here at the break. Yep. It has been well documented that statistically they have a very one of the easier runs in the second half of the season. Yes. Are you a buyer at yes. the also yes. at the trade deadline? And Absolutely. give me all the reasons why you're not buy, trying to just get a closer. Oh, what, wait, what? Like, convince <laughs> me why I'm going to be a buyer and literally the thing I'm going to try and buy is a lockdown closer. Yeah, yeah. If I have to, if I'm the Phillies and I need one thing, I can get one guy, the thing I think I can get that's going to make the most difference for this team, I'm going to get a, and no, <clears throat> normally I wouldn't say that. Normally a closer is a, a finishing piece. No, because that's the thing. Like you're going to need one next year too. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no closer that's like. I mean, unless Rain. So if Ranger Suarez, if Ranger Suarez is a, is a dude, right? And I think the jury's still out if he's a dude or not. But he, as of right now, he's what we got in the ninth inning, and to 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 pitch a seven out save in Fenway. With like you know yeah, 500 record on the line, yeah. going into the All Star break, it was a big. That was a big game, and that was a very tense game, um, and a really fun game too. Uh, to to come in in that moment, you know, with the bases loaded, get that last out, then get the bases loaded again in the eighth, and get out of that one, and then come in and pitch a perfect night. I mean, I don't know. He's getting tested, and he's passing. So you know, if he's a dude. And you get another back end bullpen guy that can like let you know, hey, maybe Rangers the eighth inning guy, you know, and then you know uh, 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 Archie Bradley gets moved to the seventh inning, you know, or maybe Rangers the seventh inning guy, you know, it it gives Girardi so many more options, just like one more reliable bullpen arm, and then I think an outfielder, uh, you know, I don't know where, I guess center field would be great, I don't know what a Dubles situation of what his injury situation is right now and obviously you know um what happened to, to roman quinn and you know we still yeah. haven't seen adam hazley yet so i don't know what like the center field position is still like a little like weird to me and i don't know about like janikowski being a guy this, you can rely on this, this janikowski guy or whatever and, and center field. He, 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 he seems yeah. like he can field the position okay i just don't know i mean the problem has been offense this whole this whole season but yeah, here's my like where I'm sitting right now is I f I expect the Phillies to win this division at this point with the injury to Acuna. Um, you don't think it's Acuna, the Mets? Uh, no, with with the injury to Acuna, um, and and all of the other problems that the Braves have, like Soroka yeah. out for the season, and um, you know with what happened to Azuna. Um, and they just aren't deep. The Braves just weren't. I just think that, that was falling. always the problem with the Braves is if they had something like this happen, they they weren't deep. I have a hard time believing that the, the, they're going to do it. Now, the Mets are a problem, um, but I, I just think the Phillies can, can can outscore the Mets. I feel like their pitching staff is talented but not durable. So, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like every other week we hear this, like, DeGrom left the game. Or you know, and the Phillies have had good games the against Degrom. They've actually beaten him at least once this year. I'll tell you who I like. I like this Taiwan Walker guy. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but you know, after that, you know, Peterson, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, and I mean, the Mets are going to be buyers too. So you gotta, you gotta think about that too. Imagine how scary the Mets would be if they kept Wheeler. Yeah, no, I'm glad that the Wheeler plays for us. Yeah, yeah. So, so I expect yeah, the Phillies so it's going to be. I think I, it's, I think they've buyers. sucked me into a certain degree to, to at least be. They got to be buyers anyway, Gene. Because look, the, the, there's no the, there's no way out of this. The only way out of sell? this. Yeah, what are you yeah, going to sell? Well, I don't I don't know. But the yeah, exactly. But the only way I don't know who you're going to trade. Who are you going to trade? <laughs> but the only way out of this is to spend and win, right? There's no. Like you can't tear it down, you and you can't build it up internally. So you're going to have to get pieces from the outside, and uh, and and then do it through free agency because there's just no other way. There's just no other way out of it. You have to like you kind of got to like Brian Cashman this thing. Well, and it's amazing to me because really the Phillies. I mean, they have had dead offensive periods, but really seriously, if they had truly fixed the bullpen, which they said they had, which we all had questions about, they would be in front of this division. If you look at yeah, the games yeah. that we have given back because mm -hmm. of, you know, games we were winning in the eighth inning, ninth inning that we lost, then we are in front. We're winning this division that you know what your problem is. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. have had and periods where your offense was not clicking, but you have had enough offense and, Right now, you you had a, you, you're just coming off a road trip where you you scored almost like ninety runs or something insane. Yeah, um, and Naris, Naris and uh, Alvarado are virtually unusable at this point. And they were always big question marks to begin with. Alvarado, yeah, but Alvarado was supposed to be. Like, we got this electric, hundred mile per hour guy from free agency. It's gonna like help fix the bullpen. Well, he's not even a piece. A strike. He's not even a piece, and he's out of control. He's yeah, going to kill you can't somebody. Throw a strike. You can throw a hundred mile an hour fastball, but if you can't get anywhere near the plate, nobody's going to swing at it. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so Phillies in the second half of the season, you heard it here. They're going to win the division. I think they'll be. I think they'll be in first place um, in mid August. Man, and and then we're going to wish we had Gabe Kapler there to see it through. Well, do you know we, we don't have a single home divisional playoff series? No, I'm sorry. We don't have a single divisional series in the month of September at home. We, have, we don't. Oh, at home. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. I, mean, I just want to bring up. I'm sure, I'm sure we play the Mets in September. We always do. I'm sure we have a, a series in, in, in Atlanta, and we probably have four games against the Marlins. Yeah, so let me just. I'm just I know we have this. a late August series against the Nationals because I'm thinking about going down. So I know that that is a thing that exists. Oh, are you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about going down and see seeing the Phil's Nets. All right, let's see here. So we had. I'll do that later. Uh, so we have this Mets series here at early August, and that'll be when we go into first place. Okay. I think. And then yeah, so we look in we look at September and yeah, there's not a so we play the Braves on the road at the end, Mets on the road, on the here road in the middle. That could and be then, a huge uh, series. And then a road series against the Marlins. So not a home divisional series. Yeah, see that in Wednesday September. Nationals game there? Yeah. First, like that well, Monday, Tuesday, right around there is when I'm thinking about going down. 
Oh, yeah, you going now? Thinking about do it. Need, do you need some friends to go in you? Hey, man, I always like company. <laughs> All right, I'm going to send you with my son. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's all the time we have for today. Um, if you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Potadelphia. If you have any more time in your podcast listening day, be sure to check out the Whip Around for all the week's weird news. And also check out the Painted Lines on uh, on YouTube or wherever you consume social media. They got you covered for, for, for uh, Philly sports. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday uh, talking about... What else? Phillies, right? We're going to be getting we're inching ever closer to Eagles training camp though. Yeah, and uh and uh, Phillies in Space Jam uh right. next week. We'll 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 do some Space Jam talk too. Uh so uh until we uh until we uh enjoy each other's company again. Have a great day at work everybody. We are out of here. Uh-huh.